0: Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet at Center for Victory. We're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer here at the Center for Victory. Uh, Today, I thought we'd have maybe a little fun, but still some seriousness here. Um, I'll just uh, start it off with uh, just a quick story of how I really, uh, started to evolve with this topic, uh, even more in my career, uh, both personally and professionally. Uh, so I have this friend, um, and I would say if you ask our families, especially our kids, even our wives, uh, they say the two of us have a a special kind of bromance, um, yeah, I think my hair is a little bit better than his, but uh, that's negotiable. But anyhow, I uh, have a real good friend. won't mention him here. Uh, hopefully, we'll have him on the podcast one of these days. But those that uh, are listening to this and know me well are going to know who I'm talking about. Uh, we do a lot together. Uh, we talk a lot together. And hence, this relationship has came around about the subject that I wanted to talk about today, which was accountability. Okay, I think a lot of uh, when we look at um, companies, when we look at even in our families and our communities, I don't think we're we have uh, the right degree of accountability or any accountability uh, for that matter in some instances. But the the companies and the families that run typically run the best uh, have some degree of accountability. But before I got into it, I thought we'd start with just uh, a quick definition of accountability and its significance. So you know, accountability is a state or condition of being answerable or responsible uh, for one's actions, decisions, and obligations. It involves accepting ownership and acknowledging the consequences of one's choices, behaviors, and performance. It's characterized by being reliable, transparent, and willing to explain and justify one's actions to others. Okay, so uh, a couple things. So, this friend of friend of mine and I. Uh, so the backstory with this: years ago, we've always kind of held one another accountable, but something changed about uh, way before COVID. I want to say almost five years ago now. Maybe not so long ago, uh, maybe four. But uh, we were at a speaker together, so we were were. Listening to a speaker together that was in a group that we belonged to, and one of the things that they talked about was you know better health we've always he and I better always believed in better health, but one of the things that caught our attention uh was the fact that when the Apple watches first came out you'll see it on my wrist here they have this little fitness app and we thought, wouldn't it be neat to hold one another accountable with that? Cause we just had learned through this little talk that this gentleman was putting together that you could hold one another accountable to those things on the fitness bands. So we decided to do that, give it a shot. We both went out and bought them shortly after that. Um, you know, collectively now I think we're up to uh not only having much better physicality and strength and performance in our work and for our, for our families, we've also lost almost a combined, uh, 100 pounds. Uh, so it's, it's been good in a lot of different ways. So probably intertwine that as we talk about this today, but really giving you some food for thought, really the, like, think of the pillars of accountability. Uh, A couple of things here. Uh, you want to establish clear goals and expectations, what you want to accomplish, okay? Those expectations, the goals, how to take ownership of those, those are, you have to do that with accountability. So taking ownership of those actions and decisions, that goes back to the definition of accountability. Uh, one of the things that uh, I don't think we do as well in our society is accepting responsibility for those outcomes and results. A lot of times I think we push it on other people. Uh, or blame or just excuses. a lot of times we have uh, what they call excusitis building trust and fostering open communication. Uh, I think that's one of the things that that he and I have have done well together. It just made me think about this topic uh, a week ago because he and I got together again and we're just talking about things and it's like, now we just have a, a, our list, boom, 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 like family. How's your health? How's this going? How's that going? How's work going? You know, what are you doing in, to get yourself better? What are you doing for those around you? And that leads to kind of that last pillar of holding oneself and others accountable. And that's what he's really done for me. And I think I've done for him. But when you look at that, when you, uh, look at cultivating a culture of accountability, uh, a couple things, I have, it's not an all-inclusive list, but things to be thinking about either in your home um, or in your company. So creating a culture of accountability starts with creating a supportive and empowering environment, All right? It has to be supportive of those things. I think a lot of times when we don't have accountability, we're just kind of off in silos, especially inside of a company uh, or inside even a family it might not be as supportive or empowering, right? It doesn't mean that it needs to turn into a dictatorship to hold one another accountable, but that, that next piece that I think is important is really encouraging collaboration and shared responsibility. Uh, you know, for instance, with the weight goal that he and I both had, I brought that home, even to my family, they've been extremely supportive with that, uh, you know, for instance, I think, you know, my, I think about, uh, my wife and I, we walk, uh, almost every day. Uh, my daughter and I, we go to, to CrossFit together, you know, sharing that responsibility. They obviously have physical goals and, you know, not to get too, too off subject here, but, uh, the ability to, to have, especially that physical piece, you know, has always been important for me. Uh, but it's led to other great things. I mean, my wife and I are getting ready to to go to the Grand Canyon here in September and walk rim to rim. I mean, that's something we'll get to go to do together. Uh, I would say, yeah, I couldn't have done that without taking accountability for my actions, my weight, taking time uh, to get in shape, actually be in shape. So those kinds of things, but that collaboration piece, it makes it a lot easier, uh, especially like when we have, you know, cold mornings where we really don't want to get out and get going. It's like, Hey, look, let's do this together. We're going to both be cold together. Uh, last week we were both, you know, rained on. So we're both soggy together. So it was good, uh, providing feedback and constructive criticism. Again, uh, when I think about, uh, the gentleman that I'm talking about that, uh, People joke and say we have a bromance. Uh, there's a lot of feedback back and forth. And I think the thing that I appreciate about him the most is the constructive feedback or, or criticism. It's like, well, are you offering an excuse or, you know, what are you actually doing? And ba- and back and forth we go. Um, there was trust there first. So that's the big thing. You know, creating that culture of accountability. You have to have that feedback and that uh uh, criticism. I know one of the things that we, we often talk about, i have heard it in Vistage for the past, you know, 13, 14 years is how to be carefrontational. I've heard it from a lot of the great chairs that are out of there, out there, uh, doing things, you know, how to be carefrontational with what we say, what we do and how we provide that feedback to other people. is very important. But again, I think going back to, to my relationship with this gentleman, you know there was trust there first i i very much trust that he has my best interest in mind i definitely have his so when we're when we're back and forth with one another asking one another questions it's like okay we care so much that i'm going to get so involved with this that i am it is my duty to give you you know some constructive criticism and some possible feedback whether you're on track, off track or whatever, rather than getting aggressive with it and saying, Oh, you stink, you suck or whatever, but being able to build one another up, but still hold one another uh, accountable to the goals that we've put uh, in front of one another, you know, addressing excuses, obviously, and overcoming obstacles. You know, sometimes it might not be an excuse. It might be that we have an obstacle. Uh, I know for him in the past, uh, both of us, uh, not as much me, uh, just because he's had, uh, sev- severe, much more severe back issues than I have, but we've shared some of those, uh, together, Um uh, those obstacles of not being able to get out and, and run and do things and, and work out. So those obstacles, uh, it might, Oh, it might be, uh, you know, in the work environment, like what obstacles are you dealing with? It could be, you know, we've talked about things because he, much like me runs a company. So it's like, well, you know, giving that person that promotion or, you know, having to deal with that disgruntled employee, that's, that's extremely difficult. You know, you should get rid of them, but you don't and vice versa. You know, you should promote somebody, maybe they're young or maybe they're, maybe they haven't been with a company for a long period of time. And you're saying, okay, look, how do I overcome this? Uh, could be something at home, you know? So, being able to, to go back and forth, but again, cultivating that culture of being able to do these things. And these are just some things that, that he and I have done that have made some big differences in our lives. And I know I'm giving a lot of instances with, with the physical piece, um, because that's where he and I started, but it really fell into, you know, the family and how we're, you know, how, how do you, how are we being better husbands calling each other on the table when, when we're maybe not doing that or when we are doing that and just encouraging one another, um, our kids, uh, we talk a lot about our kids, you know, just how to be, you know, great dads, great fathers to them. And, you know, for, for missing things, Hey, look, why, why'd you miss this? Why'd you miss that? Or, you know, here are some things to, to watch out for. And the, the, one of the big things that we do, um, we do in our family as part of, of accountability too, but, but he and I do it as well Is we celebrate those achievements, you know, so we learn from the failures, you know, see it as opportunity and then move forward. Okay. So to, to think about it in two different buckets, cause we're always talking about personal professional growth. Uh, a couple of things to keep in mind about accountability and personal growth is holding oneself accountable to personal goals and self-improvement, always be improvement, never comparing yourself to anybody else. Just really comparing yourself to yourself. Am I getting better? I think the second thing in the accountability and in, in personal growth is just developing discipline and, and self-motivation. Okay. And, and it is easier to do that. Uh, I happen to have a, a spouse and, and two great kids that, that do, we go back and forth with that keeping each other motivated uh for me it's much easier to eat when i have somebody that that already eats healthy uh, and you know i can, i can understand that people struggle with that sometimes i'm not using it and that shouldn't be used in it as an excuse but mm-hmm. it is it is a little bit easier to be disciplined when you have somebody that's going to motivate you too but really having your own uh discipline and self motivation around some things and that's a way to get that personal growth another thing would be embracing accountability as a tool to that personal development. So the things that I've talked about, about creating the culture of accountability, but really those pillars, um, embracing accountability is finding those one, two, maybe three people, uh, that you share those things with that are going to hold you accountable. Right. So embracing some of those tools. I mean, uh, technology is great. You know, he and I, uh, with the Apple watch, with the the physical piece. Uh, I know even when both of us had COVID, uh, we were still, we were closing those rings. It seems a little funny now, but, uh, every morning if, if my watch dings before, before, and it says, well, he's completed a workout. I'm like, I better get after it. Let's go. Okay. And back and forth we go. And it's been a lot of fun. It's not been uh, too much pressure, but it's just enough to say, Hey, look, He's doing it. Let's go, and it's not comparing. We're not comparing one another. We're just the hate. Let's let's be better here. Let's go after this, and it, yeah, again, it's worked wonders, and we've really been able to bring that same conversation, those same kind of tools into our into our family lives, uh, into our work lives as well. So, embracing that accountability is a, is a tool uh, for personal development. Um, the, the fourth thing, and probably the the most important thing, if people want to do it for personal growth is really understanding your self-limiting beliefs. Okay. Understanding them to a point and getting over them, you know, using it. Um, uh, and that's why an accountability partner is so great, but, uh, overcoming those self-limiting beliefs by first taking responsibility for your own growth. And here's where we come into the self-awareness piece, all right? And I just had a group Friday night I was talking to real close friends. We were we were talking about um choosing a different route, but before we went there, we had a lot of discussion on self-awareness because you can't choose unless you you take responsibility for things. You have to be able to take that responsibility for what's going on in your life. And that doesn't happen until you become self-aware. You can't choose unless you're aware. Choice is a direct function of awareness. Okay. So you have to have that. So that's with the, the personal growth. Now with the professional growth and success, a couple of things, very similar, but when you're looking at your professional success. Embracing that accountability in the workplace, okay. Having those, like I said, those pillars. You know, one of the big pillars, I think, is can be very profound for causing change and creating a better culture of accountability inside of inside of a company um, is really that confrontational piece. Giving feedback in a "Hey, I care for you" way, not of a hey, you're no good" kind of way. So we want to be aware of that. Uh, Holding employees accountable for their roles and responsibilities, that's a big one. Um, I think we shirk that a little bit of times uh, or sometimes a lot of times in the workplace just because we don't take time to talk to people about what their responsibilities are. Okay, And it stops and it can negate our success as well. So holding them accountable for their roles and responsibilities, but you have to let them know what those expectations are, okay? Again, if if they might think they're doing the right thing, but if they don't have certain things that they, they know they're supposed to do, certain expectations and feedback on those expectations, it's hard to hold them accountable for something that seems to just move around. It's a moving target. So first off, you know, if you're a leader, you know, do that first create those expectations and then create the accountability around the roles and responsibilities and make it measurable. You know, uh, I think most people want to succeed, but if you can't hit a moving target, uh, implement, and we just talked a little bit about that, implement accountability frameworks and systems inside of there. So it could be as something as simple as I know a lot of companies that I work with, they, they have their weekly meeting and they just go over KPIs that drive growth inside the company, right? Here we all are. We're we're holding each other accountable. We're holding ourselves as individuals accountable to these certain numbers, whatever those things are. You know, whether it's revenue, whether it's on time deliveries, whatever it might be. And then finally, what that's going to do is promote that culture of accountability. And that's going to drive success because I think everybody wants to be at least most people. Okay. I know there's a few out there that don't, but if we don't have expectations, if we're, we're shooting at a moving target, we don't know what those things are. Nobody's holding us accountable. We just, it's just work and people want purpose and creating that and promoting that culture of accountability is really going to drive that organizational success. Um, Lastly, some of the challenges, I know they're you know, easier said than done for sure, uh, personally and professionally. But some of the things that you're gonna be coming up against that you should pre- prepare yourself for, uh, dealing with res- resistance and pushback. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes the expectations aren't there. Sometimes you could be walking in as a leader to a new company where uh, that was was not a good thing or being held accountable um, is not truly what it was meant to be. And it, and it felt like maybe a dictatorship and and people have some, some bad taste in their mouths. Um, but a little bit of resistance here and there just preparing for it. And some people have never been held accountable. Uh, but the biggest thing I would say is a leader of in your family or in your company is really to help, people understand what that accountability is by doing it yourself, showing it, not just telling it. So when they see it, it's much easier for them to trust that they can do it too, and that you're going to follow up with it. And those are the expectations makes everybody want to do it. And, you know, a uh, couple, couple more real quick, uh, just building resilience in the face of setbacks. You know, whenever there's a setback, you know, just because we fail, A lot of the companies that I do work with, fortunately, you know, they just, a lot of them are, hey, look, if you're going to fail, let's do it fast. Let's figure it out and move on. And that supportive environment uh, keeps people coming back and keeps that culture of accountability there. And then finally, like I said, um, that's why I started with that story about uh, the gentleman, right, seeking support and accountability partners. You know, that's the best way to do that. Somebody that's, that's got your back, that's going to build you up, edify you to the full degree, gets excited, wants to, wants to celebrate with you when you have, when you have those things that you get done, when you get goals, you know, kind of crossed off and things like that. But having that environment, having that support and having that partner where you can talk back and forth, where they don't put you down, where they just build you up. Okay. Okay. So think about that. I mean, the big points, you know, the main points here, I think, are really those pillars of accountability. You know, one more time before we end here today, you know, establishing clear goals and expectations, taking ownership of actions and decisions, accepting responsibility for outcomes and results, building trust and fostering opening communication. And then fifth, holding oneself and others accountable. I do believe, and I've seen it, you can do that at home. You can do that in your company. Um, hope you enjoyed this today if if you did leave us a comment down in the comment section um you know appreciate it if you s- continue to subscribe uh, by hitting that bell con and get notified the next time we post uh if you'd like more information visit us at centerforvictory.com and just remember wherever you're at whatever you're doing make this your best day yet we'll see you soon